Hi guys, welcome back to Code 187. I am Sarah and I am your true crime best friend. And we have a guest today. My name is Drew and I am her best friend. So technically I guess I'm your best friends too. <laughs> All right. Okay, today our case is about Sneha and Philip, um, and she was leading a pretty normal life. Then a massive event changed everything, not only for her, but for all of us. Did she use this to slip away and disappear from her life? This is the disappearance of Sneha Phillips. All right, that's a good start. <laughs> okay, sounds a little bit crazy. Yeah. Okay, so... Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so I found this case a while back, and I told Drew about it, a little bit about it, and I think he was pretty intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, he doesn't know the whole story, so I'm going to tell you the ins and outs, and we'll talk about it as we go. And it was about a year ago or so that you told me, right? Mm -hmm. like quite a while ago. So I, I kind of forgot some of the details already. This is going to be like it's new to me. Like it's my first time hearing it. <laughs> Good. Okay. And then um, just stop me if you want to comment. All right. Okay. So as far as we know, the day before Sneha, Sneha I'm going to mispronounce her name. <laughs> I don't mean me to. It's, it's a hard name. Um, and it is Philip. And I said Phillips. I will try my best but um <laughs> the day before our victim sneha disappeared uh was a pretty normal one um she spent time in her home gardening on the balcony of her manhattan apartment she talked two hours to her mom which same yeah uh, <laughs> me too <laughs> um, uh, later on in the day she was seen on cctv footage in a store she bought some things, but nothing out of the ordinary. She got a dress, some lingerie, which, same. It's not really in my ordinary, but okay. <laughs> um, some shoes and some bed sheets. Um, Sneha was not home when her husband, Ron, got home. The couple both worked at Jacoby, Jack Jacobi Hospital. Um, it wasn't weird that she wasn't home. She would often stay out with friends or family, and they would often miss each other coming and going due to their work hours. So we got pretty normal day, buying some lingerie. <laughs> hey, to each their own. And gardening, which sounds like a really good Kind of day. a good mashup, yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, so let's see. Ron didn't really raise any concern at all um, that she didn't come home because that was normal for her um, until the next morning at 8.46 a.m. on September 11th, 2001, a plane flew directly into one of the Twin Towers in New York City. The world watched in complete horror. Most of us remember where we were to this day. A lot of people figured this was an accident. Then at 9.03 a.m., another plane struck into the other tower. This 
was a signal we were at war. This wasn't an accident. The building burst into flames. Big black smoke rolled across the city. People ran and scattered, not understanding what was happening. As the world watched, the first tower collapsed, sending dust, debris, and body parts down on the city. It was horrific. While people were trying to escape the second tower, um, it fell as well. At 9.37 a.m., a plane crashed into the side of the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. And then finally, a plane full of passengers crashed into a field in Pennsylvania at 10.03 a.m. Then it was over. In all, 2,977 people, not counting the 19 hijackers, lost their lives, most of them in New York. So, 9-11 hit. Do you remember where you were? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're I was show a, our age here. Right. I was a kid, though. Like, I remember being very innocent about it, not realizing what the gravity of it yeah. and what was happening. Um, but I was in middle school in a classroom, and I remember watching it on TV. And like I said, just not understanding what was really happening. Yeah. Um, and I, I do remember when I got home, they sent us all home, which was oh, odd. They sent us home too. Um, cause that normally doesn't happen a lot. Right. And I remember asking my mom why, why all the flags were down, mm. like at half staff. And she said, uh, because, you know, we were at war and I did not understand at all what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> so where were you? Yeah. It, it was pretty close to the same story for me. I was in... Uh, we're about a year apart. I was probably in, so for us, we called it junior high, which is basically just middle school. And um, I was, I think, eighth grade, maybe, or seventh. I'm not sure. One of those two. And I was actually in um, a social studies class, which was weird because, you know, you're in there learning about history and then literally history happens. Mm -hmm. And so um, they took us into one of those, this, you know, back, back in the day where, you know, now we're old and everybody's <laughs> going to make fun of us. But we had those carts with the little TVs on them that roll around. Yep. Um, has a little CRT TV for all the kids out there who don't know what a CRT TV is. It's not flat like these. <laughs> <laughs> it has the big back. Big back, yep. <laughs> um, and we watched. We actually watched the newscast of what was happening. And a lot of us were just kind of like just like you said, just like stunned. Like we just didn't really know how big it was and how, I mean, if I'm in junior high, I'm probably, I don't know, 13, 12, 13, somewhere in there maybe. And so I, nothing like that's ever happened in my life. I had no clue. So yeah, I mean, it was, it got kind of bigger and bigger as the day went on. Like, oh, this was, this was a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad that I didn't realize it was a big deal, but like I said, nothing had happened like that in our lives to that point. Right. Um, and I think nothing really happened like this ever. Yeah. Um, at least. Not in the recent, recent time. Right. I mean, like you had like Pearl Harbor and stuff, but that's, you know, that's way back from our lifetimes at least. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am 
fascinated with 9-11. Not in a good way, of course. <laughs> I don't know that anybody is. Anybody who's right. fascinated in 9-11, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that there ever is necessarily a, a good way. Um, unless you're, you know, fascinated with the the good story that came out of it, I guess. If you could say that the, the ones who stopped the plane that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like that was... It was a pretty good thing to come out of it because that could have been a, a good, I guess, a good's hard to say in that situation because it's still people lost their lives, but like good in the fact that it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. And they did pretty brave things to, you know, to bring that plane down. So, I mean, that's to, to keep it from being worse. So that's, yeah. Right. Um I have watched probably every documentary, and and Drew's watched them with me, Mm -hmm. honestly. But we've watched a lot on 9-11. I want to know what your thoughts Uh (laughs) on people who say that it is fake or hoaxed or that it was done by the government, our government. So I I think what you out of the options you said there, I, I don't like to call things fake because I think people really did lose their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's necessarily like fake or didn't happen. I believe it happened. It's just kind of um, more of a thought of how did it, how, like was, like you said, was it an inside job? Was it actually done the way it was said? I mean, I, I do think there are ways that certain people could benefit from it being an inside job so that I get where that conspiracy comes from. And that's why I listen to it. Um, the human in me hopes that nobody would ever do that. Right. You know, for those reasons, but yeah, I always say when money gets involved, people do crazy things. So you, you never know, but, um, yeah, I, I guess I see how it could, have been an inside job i don't think it was faked or a hoax because i do think those people really did lose their lives and it really did happen um i don't think it was like an empty building or anything i mean we we literally like you said we saw people falling from the building like and running out right yeah i think the who is a bigger could be a conspiracy more than the like if i guess if that makes sense Uh um to me at least everybody's got 9-11 is so polarizing that there's theories out there, you know, from, it's almost like at the moon landing level. (laughs) Like, did it happen? Did it not? Right. I am wondering everybody else's opinion as well, um, because I know there are people who like really deep dive into the construction of the building. Mm -hmm. It is very odd that they both fell completely. Like straight Um, down. Yeah. Off of a plane hitting them up towards the top and that's that, strange to me I've, I've heard people say too that like there's the theories of like okay that wasn't enough impact that would have bring them brought them down okay. there's obviously they say this all the time about the jet fuel and not being hot enough well i, I don't i don't know that i'm not <laughs> i'm not a um like structural engineer or anything like i don't i don't pretend to know that part it, it sounds like it it could be a thing. Like it sounds like, yeah, I mean, those are big, sturdy buildings. Maybe, maybe it did take more than those to bring them down. And the fact that they went straight down, I, yeah, I, I mean, I could see those theories for sure. Right. Um, to me, like 
<clears throat> I don't think I'm smart enough to to figure all of that out <laughs> and bring it to you guys and be like, this is fact. Yeah, I really is, I have no idea. Right. Um, it is people's theories. Um, there is a lot of 9-11 content out there. Absolutely. Um, about the individual victims. Um, they're... And we've even watched about the there was an attempt before 9-11, right? And yes. we watched something about that where it was like a guy tried to like tried to it was a vehicle or something in the basement right mm -hmm. something outside along something along those lines yeah yeah and it it actually did it go off do you remember or did they stop it before it went off i think it did go off but i don't think it killed as many or you know yeah and definitely didn't any. do as much obviously didn't do as much damage to the buildings and stuff but i mean if if that's how it went down if that's why i remember then yeah it was like they did that from the basement and that wasn't even enough to Bring it down so i mean it obviously takes a lot right right and um i also listened to this thing about this lady who um faked being in the towers which like mm. lowest form yeah. of life yeah that's pretty low um <laughs> and she like got all the accolades she was like people were taking her out to dinner and buying her things and oh like you're such a hero yeah um that i just feel like is which I mean, shout out to the the real heroes, the first responders right. that ran in there, like that actually were there. I mean, I've heard a lot of them don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, this mm -hmm. this lady wasn't there, and she went out and talked about it, and that's messed up. But the the ones who were there, a lot of them don't talk about it because it's traumatizing. I mean, right? You know, a lot of them probably lost friends and and things like that in that situation. So I mean, like, can you imagine running into? that situation as a firefighter like it's horrific enough being in police it office. yeah like but you have to be outside of it and then run into it right <laughs> it's like man they they're brave that's for sure yeah um and actually a few months ago or uh i'm not sure when this is premiering but um there was two firefighters who actually recently died of complications from oh, 9 11. yeah um all the way to 2022 you know like we're I wouldn't still be surprised. doing it. yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that's not unfortunately more and more common because all the debris and dust and you know mm -hmm. yeah that's sad yeah so now what do you think about sneha and what are your theories so far? We don't know a lot. We just know that she is gone. So, so the the first thought that popped into my head is just something odd is that it, it didn't feel weird until the morning. Like, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, so. Um, That's explained uh, a little bit later. It? Okay. Um, and I was going to say, like, yeah, like she doesn't come home and it's like eight or nine o'clock at night. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little worried. Like midnight. I'm like up and <laughs> making phone call. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, but different people have different lives too. Like maybe that's, you know, she, all I know she could work third shift, like she, whatever, like you, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different theories, but that was the first thought that caught my attention. Um, and then after that, it, it just seems like, I don't know, at the first point that, uh, Ron started worry. He that's when he called. So I mean, it's not like he he held off or anything and drug his feet about it. What do you think about the items that she purchased? Um, I mean, jokes about it being <laughs> not normal kind of thing, but like 
like people make those jokes but i mean it it's really not that weird like there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing nothing really odd about that like it, it doesn't seem I don't know, it doesn't seem to me like it could because it could just be a special occasion it could be their anniversary coming up who knows you mm-hmm. know um i don't think it also could have it said lingerie it could have been a bra yeah they they right they do call that and <laughs> they do include all that lingerie and it could just be something as simple as a normal daily thing right um but people have pointed a lot to the things she bought as maybe her going out with someone at that point um, because she bought bed sheets and lingerie. So I, I, mean, I think they're just overthinking it. Yeah, I think that's a big leap unless you have evidence otherwise. <laughs> you right. Know, like if, if she had, like, there was like text that came out or something, you know, something like that where she was talking to somebody else, like, yeah, maybe then you could start thinking that. But like, I mean, we were talking about it now. Like, we could literally go buy that stuff right now and nobody would bat an eye. Like, it'd just be buying normal stuff for your house but now because something happened it's all of a sudden then it's like oh was that a thing (laughs) right so right now in the story 9-11 is happening right um across the country in the world we all stood just kind of frozen um we were all glued to our tvs i remember the coverage on tv like showed people in airports just I mean, because they were stuck on the ground. Yeah. They're just sitting there watching these planes like that could have been me or, you know, whatever. And we all were just like glued to find out what is happening. We were all confused. And then in the middle of this, Ron is seeing all these people run to safety. He's like, can I see my wife or girlfriend or whoever running and you know I'm sure like I don't know what it was like being in that moment but I'm sure everyone who wasn't right with their loved one was like are they there yeah you know um so he was looking trying to locate her calling around frantically no one had seen her uh the twin towers were only two blocks from their apartment Oh, wow. So this right now is just a state of utter emergency. Like, I mean, at that point, he's probably got to evacuate, right? Yeah, probably. Um, he's probably seeing all of this fall on top of him because, I mean, all of that debris fell how many ever blocks? I guess I mean, it depends on if he was at the apartment, though, too. Like, maybe true. he was at work and they just, like, he thought maybe she was at their apartment mm-hmm. and was like, oh, no, she's at you know, at the apartment, and this is happening two blocks away. Right. And at this point in time, 2001, I mean, cell phones were there, but we were still using our, like, old phones. <laughs> right. Um, not were, everyone were, afforded a cell phone. Right. They were there, but that's not, we weren't texting and stuff. They were, right. you know, the Nokia block phones that <laughs> <laughs> you had, like, a snake game on, and that was about it. Right. And so people were like frantically trying to call their loved ones. There's all of this come out about people who have left just heart-wrenching messages. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure Ron, in Ron's mind, he was like waiting for that, yeah. waiting to just hear something. Right. Um, but days and weeks and months and then years went by. And to this day, no one has ever heard from or identified Sneha. So she's 
We don't know. To this day, a missing person. Yep, to this day, a missing person. And so just to confirm one thing you said on the timeline, you said that um, you said that he started calling around 8, I think, and that the World Trade Centers came down at around 10-something, right? Um, so like he started he started calling about her before it even happened, even, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he was looking... I think... I mean, I'm sure it picked up after that. I'm sure that happens, and you're like, oh, like, yeah. I'm going to call anybody and everybody who'll answer. But, I mean, like, he was worried before that happened, too. Yes, I think he was kind of... I don't know if he was mad or if he was upset right. or what, that she didn't I shouldn't come say, home. I shouldn't say, yeah, I shouldn't say worried. That's assuming, you know, nothing foul play was going on between him and her, but, like, right. you, you've given me no reason to assume that. And yet, I don't but, think there was, to be honest. Uh, but, I mean, like, you know, even if it was just mad, like, either way, his he was like, something's not right before mm -hmm. it happened, I guess is what I was thinking. Yeah, um... Like I said, she had bouts of not coming home, um, and we'll, like, get really, really into that. Mm. But she, I mean, he was worried, probably a little bit mad, um, right. that she didn't come home that night. So she, he was calling, and then 9-11 hit, and it was like, all my anger, all of my everything is out the door. Right. I just want to hear that you're yeah, alive just, yeah, right. at this point. So, Yeah. And I don't think Ron was ever a suspect in, like, a disappearance situation. Um, Which most of the time, I feel like if that's the case, they probably have pretty strong alibis, right? Normally, yeah. I mean, I, I, you probably wouldn't know who was his. I don't know that any of us know who his alibis were, but usually if the police aren't going to, you know, everybody makes jokes about the husband did it. <laughs> usually mm -hmm. if the police aren't suspecting the husband... There's usually a pretty strong reason why, like they have people, you know, that can place them at certain places at time at certain times. Right. Um, I always pictured him when I was reading the story. I always pictured Ron being at work. I don't know why. I just and, well, did. yeah. I mean, it's it was around eight or so. It's when most people would be heading into work, at least. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I would think too. The night before seems a little odd, but then you said you get into that. So, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be you know, more reasons why he wasn't concerned before he went to sleep, but mm -hmm. yeah. So as of 2016, the remains of 1,113 victims, 40% uh, of the 2,753 who died still have not been identified. That's what I was going to say. You said, when I mean, you said that number, I'm like, that's not half. And so that... I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. So 40% of people have not been identified. And this is morbid to say, this is sad to say, but like those are parts. Yeah. Like, and those are people who may still be underground at right. this point. Uh, we just, we have no idea. Yeah. And I mean, if you um, say that, you know, it is a, a part or something like that. And it, it's morbid, but it's real. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's probably the truth. But if you don't have any records on file to compare it to, like, how are they going to know? Right. Who, uh, you just, at a certain point, have to say, like, I know they were working that day, and even though they haven't been identified, there's a good chance, you know, like, it, it's... Mm -hmm. 
and that's super sad for closure like just poor families yep so there are a lot of families who don't know what happened on that day mm -hmm. um sneha it's her family is included in that um right. because of what happened she is presumed to have died in the 9-11 attacks um her family and friends believe that what likely happened was she was at home saw slash heard what happened and ran to help mm. because she had medical training she was a uh, um, doctor or she was going to be a doctor so she, they think that she was such a great person she just flocked to help and then something happened right which i mean when you first said that i was like what's the what's the reason you run towards it and then that part fills in that blank for me like right oh she had medical training she wanted to help okay yeah that's definitely a reason why she could have run towards it mm -hmm. and we have to remember too on that day it was very chaotic but right they did not believe that those towers were going to fall yeah i think maybe somebody did maybe I someone mean, had how an do inclination. you even get that through the chaos though how do you well there's... i'm saying if they if they did it there's... if the government did it oh they maybe knew gotcha that, that was gonna happen i but thought the you American were saying like the it. the people that were at the scene no the, i don't there's think no way i think they could have known either way right i think the the majority of the first responders that went in thought we're gonna get all the way up this tower to help mm -hmm. people and I think if at Sneha least on the was, first tower, right, the second tower, everybody's probably like, okay, that happened with the first one. We don't know what we're dealing with here. Yeah, um, and so Sneha included could have been like, I'm just going to go all the way up here and help people, and then something happened, in which that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, right. In which I've heard, you know, I've heard from people, not obviously not directly. I don't. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know anybody that wasn't on a documentary, but I, I heard on one of the documentaries that they were saying like you could literally, like there was even like some of the jet fuel from the plane on the stairs. Uh, yeah. Like when you got to a certain level, it was. When you got to a certain level, you're like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go higher. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think, but you think about how high up that was probably took him a long time to get up that high and by that time it was probably already about to come down so anybody who made it that that high end of the tower and made it back out is probably pretty lucky because yeah i mean we're, i don't know what i don't know what point in the building it happened like i mean obviously from the video it was pretty high up but if you say it was like a certain number of flights of stairs the elevators aren't running at that point yeah. you're you're going stairs and yep. that's not a quick process to go 60 80 100 whatever flight it was mm -hmm. to get up that high yep so sneha's family believe and choose to believe that she died a hero which yeah i yeah. agree um but there are people who think maybe she saw this as an opportunity so we're going to talk about that not where i thought you were going with that <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to say somebody else saw this as an opportunity or you know mm. i don't know Cliff. we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> all right are we ready to finish i think so okay <sighs> so some people believe that this was her opportunity so 
an opportunity to escape all the chaos in her life at that time? Maybe. Um, so let's talk about her life in the part that wasn't as tightly wrapped up, up in a bow as some people think it is. So Sneha and Ron's relationship was a bit rocky mm. at this point. Um, Ron wasn't a fan of her staying out all night, and she did that often. Mm. So this is the part where I'm like, it wasn't strange, but it was right. strange. Um, she would often go home with women that she met at bars. So that's where the theory comes from, from everybody saying, well, maybe she was expecting something to happen that night, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was causing marital issues, of course. Um, a police report says that Sneha's brother, John, claimed to have walked in on her and his girlfriend having sex a month earlier. So all of this was getting super messy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> for Sneha. Now, there's conflicting reports because some people say some things, some people say others, and unfortunately, reporters get things messed up. Mm. Um, and so I don't know sometimes what is truth, what is rumor, right. what is right. I mean... Well, I was just watching the other day on the, the Netflix, um, and I'm going to mess this up because I, I haven't watched it in a while, but the Netflix D.B. Cooper thing, mm -hmm. they um, they were saying that, like, D.B. Cooper was actually a typo, and somebody had, you know, like, he did, his name wasn't D.B., like, their, his initials didn't even come out to D.B., but somebody said it, Whoa. and it stuck, and so his, he's actually got a, a different first name. I don't remember what the first name was, but he has a different first name. But DB was what stuck with him. Like that would turn into like a moniker. <laughs> so wow. So I mean, like that's kind of like you said that that misreporting. Like sometimes facts get a little twisted. Yeah, and I was thinking about the reporting at this time, and I'm sure that a lot of this came out years after. Right. Because I mean, at the time, so much happening. Yeah, at the time, the only thing in the news cycle was 9/11 for a good year, at least, probably. Right. And then on top of that, I mean, you have us going to war, mm -hmm. uh, the president doing president things. stuff, yeah. Uh, doing president stuff. Probably doing George W. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so years later, you're going back and trying to find facts about this woman. You're not going to get the right answer. Right. And I mean, going back and trying to find facts a year later, I mean, that's hard. Right. Um, so that wasn't all. Um, Sneha was going through bouts of alcohol abuse and even lost her intern internship because of it. Um, she was also facing legal difficulties. I say legal difficulties. <laughs> um, she had been arrested and spent a night in jail for filing a false complaint against a colleague who she accused of groping her on a night out. On the morning of her disappearance, she made an appearance in court to plead not guilty, and police records state that she and Ron had a big fight there, and it ended with Sneha storming off. When was that? That was the day of her disappearance. Okay. See, I, it's... <laughs> They said all that about Ron and went to bat for you, Ron. But like, there's a <laughs> lot of things that also point to motive for Ron. So I'm like, 
Right. Like, Ron, I, I thought maybe since they weren't suspecting you, but I mean, all that stuff doesn't necessarily mean motive. I mean, it, it's it's got to come down to he has some kind of alibi, right? Right. And this is what gets me in this paragraph, was this her being arrested and filing a false complaint. So she alleged that her colleague groped her on a night out. And then it sounds like they either found that to not be true or she went back on that statement. There could be a lot of things in that that we don't know. Yeah, I mean, it. I feel like if it wasn't her going back on her statement, it just had to be other people that were there. Like, you know, she's there with one colleague. She's probably there with others. So they, you know, other people probably, I would assume, mm-hmm. saw it and said, no, that he didn't do that or they didn't do that, I should say. Right. But um, how do we know? We don't and, know. We weren't there. And that's the thing with like this reporting is like and also the fact that she went to jail like we just don't know any of that yeah it's all alleged right um i do think the big fight that they had could be a thing because for one like it does point to ron it does also point to me that sneha's like you know what screw this like right like maybe that's why she wanted to get out of the situation yeah maybe he didn't believe her and she was like i mean just saying allegedly yeah but maybe he didn't believe her that this happened and she was going to bat by herself and was like you know what i don't need this yeah i'm gonna leave right and then she saw that opportunity come up yeah and you know i mean i we we watched shameless and there was that part where it talked about 9-11 being an opportunity to basically assume a different identity right um i'm sure that there is people who did that like right probably yeah I it's mean, awful it is but people look at chaos for opportunities I'm right sure. and maybe she ran away um maybe I, there's just so many and we just don't know the, the case that keeps popping in my head when you say all this stuff is mara murray like mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of similar theories to what mara murray's were um, and the fact that, like, her case was, like, she, you know, she, what was it? She got in trouble at school? Wasn't it? Or she crashed a car? She crashed a car, got in trouble at school. She had a lot she of was, stuff. Yeah, and her, you know, that's a, that's a whole other case for a whole other day. But, I mean, they were pointing to all reasons in her case for why she would run away. And, you know, there's some, there's some reasons here for sure, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, there's two sides to every story. Um, and the family says this is all rumors and drama made up by the police. Um, Ron says that the fight at the courthouse never happened. The family being her family or Ron's family? Her family. Okay. Um, and like I said, they choose to believe that she ran into the towers, which could have happened. Absolutely. And I mean, you got to think it's your loved one. You're going to want the, if you're, you're not going to get closure, you're probably going to want to believe the the thing that you most likely would think somebody would do and the good thought, you know, like I, I would feel like with you, like I would want to go best case scenario like that too. Right. Like that's the thing I would want to believe most. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that fight never happened. He says the nights out that she had were completely innocent and we don't know their relationship. Yeah. I mean, they, they might've been okay with that dynamic. Like that might've been, 
something that they, you know, were, it was consent from both people that like, yeah, it's okay if you do this. Right. Or they could have been, it could have been he was saying this to not become a suspect. <laughs> yeah. Or preserve her memory. Maybe he didn't right. want yeah, her Maybe at. he didn't want her being dragged through the mud like happens with so many victims that you've covered. Because mm-hmm. I, listen, I listen to the podcast too and I hear... <laughs> I hear how many victims, unfortunately, get drugged through the mud. Right. Um, He did have this to say. So this is Ron. Um, Because we don't live a conservative lifestyle doesn't mean that anything abnormal is going on. So maybe he's telling the absolute truth. I mean, either way, I feel like that statement's true. Mm -hmm. Just because you're you're not perfect doesn't mean it's something bad. It's okay that something bad happens to you. You Right. Absolutely. But he has their flaws, like, not deserve to go missing. Mm-hmm. So Sneha's brother, John, insists that the claim he made about his now wife having sex with Sneha uh, was fabricated by the police. And the family are adamant that she didn't have serious alcohol problems and the brief spell of depression was over. So there are two sides to every story, but why would the police make this up, Right. Yeah, and I so I mean going back on the thing I said before, I did say I said flaws. It does, I didn't necessarily mean that is a flaw, right? <laughs> but right. yeah, but um, the thing with that is, I mean, surely there's got to be some police reports out there somewhere of like, I mean, you hear all the time where documents get lost and things like that. So maybe they or don't get filed or don't get written. But mm-hmm. I think there'd be some paper trail there if they're claiming that it seems like there should be some paper trail or some record of that having actually happened um maybe they just aren't you know i, I don't know the law well enough to know what they're able to disclose and what they're not able to disclose like it's it could uh have you said you haven't said this yet is it still an ongoing investigation or is it just closed so that was the next thing i was actually going to talk about oh awesome segue yes awesome <laughs> you let me write to that so I was wondering, like, why would the police make this up? Like, why would they trash a victim at all? Which I ask myself that on a daily basis <laughs> right. at this point. Um, but especially like a victim of 9-11. Like, the police were very closely involved with 9-11. Right. And I'm like, why would they do this? Mm-hmm. Well, all of this back and forth was kind of let out in the court system. So... This is where it gets completely effed up Um, (laughs) and horrible. So this led to a back and forth in court with the family and the court system. The family wanted Sneha to be listed and recognized as a victim of the attack. Mm. The court wasn't so sure. So according to my sources, and I will list them, Um, A surrogate court judge removed Sneha from the 9-11 victims list in 2004, citing her personal and professional problems and the lack of evidence and whereabouts on the morning of September 11th. So he's saying because of her personal and professional problems, they will not list her as a victim. So professional, that makes no sense whatsoever they're because, saying like the professional like alcoholism stuff that well, led to her internship being lost i thought it was i thought she lost the internship from the groping thing where they say in those two are tied together maybe. tied together i think but I, 
so if you it, it falsely accuse somebody of groping you, that didn't happen, and that none of that means you wouldn't have been there. Like mm-hmm. that, that none of that makes sense there. The the personal I can maybe kind of get because they could be kind of saying like, well, sometimes she she didn't come back home at night. This wasn't that unusual for her. Like I can maybe kind of start to see a little bit of that, but I think the professional is a little bit of an odd thing for them to call out there. And did they go through and go through all the other victims of 9-11 and think right. of like, oh, well, well, because of your personal and professional problems, you aren't a victim. Like, yeah. that's what gets me. And so she, they are saying basically she is quoted the court, the surrogate court judge as saying this particular lady was known to be missing the day before. They had no evidence to show she was alive on 9-11. And so they basically made a ruling in 2004 that her death date was September 10th. Now, this is a big deal. A big deal to the family, not only because it makes her seem like she was not a victim. Right. But they can't put her name on the list of victims. On the memorial. She can't be on the memorial. They can't get any services that were attached to the victims of 9-11. And so, thank the Lord, Snehai had a family that was just going to fight. They did. And this was reversed in 2008. So, this was all back and forth in the court system. And Snehai was finally included in the memorial. I have a picture of her name. (laughs) I wasn't there, but if I ever go, I'm going to look for her name. But... There is a picture of her name on the 9-11 memorial. Um, Which I think should be how it it is because they can't prove that she wasn't. Yes. And like you said, there's like 60% of the people haven't been identified. Like you can't prove that she, unless you can prove that she wasn't, I don't, I don't understand how you could leave her out of that. Mm -hmm. But that's, maybe that's just me. And I just, I think that. To me, I mean, you're not going to go through all of these victims and right. look at the exact Two, circumstances on that and day. Whatever the, you know, close to 3,000. Right. Um, and the majority of the people have not, 40% of those have not been identified. Are you going to go through and you're going to look at 40% of that and see where each one of those people were in their professional and personal lives yeah like, which I, just, I mean at, at a certain point you you know it's like okay well they they never came back so you're like i'm sure that they were in this but right. like i'm sure for a long time and this is really sad to think if you're if your loved one you know disappeared like did they go to get coffee did they go right. to starbucks and you know um, weren't in the building because they're like, oh, I got to get coffee this morning. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a ton of people hoping that. Yeah. And, you know, but then they would have eventually come back. Mm-hmm. So we still have no answers to today about Sneha Philip. Um, recently, scientists have begun testing evidence that they say are even the size of a Tic Tac. Wow. And that that could lead to uncovering many, many other victims. Which uh, is probably, insane. Probably comes back to the whole um, uh, testing that they're doing with genetics, right? With the the big database where it's like people are submitting to Ancestry and all the other mm-hmm. um, 
familiar DNA. I mean, I think they do have a lot of parts. (laughs) It's just hard to (laughs) say that. I know it's so, it's, it's just terrible, but they have a lot of that and that they're just trying to run that against they're just who trying they think to, were victims. You know, give people closure. Right, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so that is the end of the story. What do you believe happened? So the one thing that I remember from us discussing this before, and like I said, it's been a long time since we talked about this, so I kind of forgot a lot. But one thing that I think we discussed back then is we talked about if there was a, a chance that there was a kidnapping. Right. And what like i mean what a perfect time and also a terrible time and thought that somebody might have done that like if all of the police were dealing with 911 nobody's looking for her exactly if she went missing the night before and she was kidnapped nobody's looking for her everybody's focused on 911 and mm-hmm. so if she was kidnapped or something that person likely I mean, unless there's some evidence that pops up or unless she, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, like there's, that's a horrible time for something like a crime like that to happen. I don't know how many, probably never will know how many crimes happened around that time, but you got to think nobody was getting caught around that time. The biggest thing that's happened to us in decades and all the police are there. So, I mean... It's it's possible that, you know, she wasn't, nobody called until the day it was happening and nobody was looking for her. And then, you know, at that point, nobody was looking for months. Like, it's not like that cleanup took a day. It's not like searching for survivors took a day. I mean, right. you still, I'm sure you and I remember both the, the whole months after where they're like, even days after they're like, there's still smoke coming out of the building. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, the horrible sound of all the the locators, basically, for, like, the firefighters that went in there. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. I mean, it's not something that, police probably weren't doing other things for a long time after long that happened. Time. Yeah. And that's what's sad. I mean, if something did happen to her, I mean, there's always, Ron could have done something. Yeah. Um, there's always, she could have gone home with someone that night and they could have done something. Right. Um, there's just so many possibilities and we have no answers. That's what's so frustrating. Yeah. Cause what they always say, like the first day or two is the most important. First 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that first 48 hours, nothing was being done on her case. Or nothing at all. Yeah. I don't even know if they were able to file a police report. So <laughs> probably months not. later, probably. I, I would doubt it. Yeah. Because um, I remember watching on the news that there's people just handing out pictures of their loved ones because they so couldn't. Awful. They couldn't say like, "Go help find this person," because everyone was looking for everyone. And we we talked about cell phones being new-ish at that time, like mm-hmm. new to everybody having them in their pocket, basically. Right. You couldn't call anybody at that time. The cell phone towers were not able to handle thousands of people looking for their loved ones at the time like exactly you know you or if your cell phone got damaged in the whole situation mm-hmm. like you're not gonna be able to call anybody yeah. i mean yeah so thousands and thousands of people trying to call their loved ones i'm sure not, hardly anything was getting through yep 
All right. Well, that is the case. If you have any opinions, questions, anything, post below. If you liked this and you want to see Drew on more <laughs> podcasts or YouTube yeah. videos or anything, please, please let us know. Because we don't know unless you tell us. Yeah, absolutely. Any feedback is good feedback, even if it's bad feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I still, get, I still get a lot of feedback. <laughs> That's not so good. That's okay. Uh, all right. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out. Help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.